I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, oh, 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 I'm so excited to be here. Ah, Baruch Hashem is not so humid outside. It's bearable. Okay, welcome once again to story time with Rabbi Yitzhak. Yay! <coughs> oh. He came. <laughs> I run faster than him, you know. I'm a little bit younger than him. <laughs> well, don't worry about that. Um, he'll catch up. Uh, he, uh, actually, he did catch up. Uh, that was pretty quick, Rubberbs. <laughs> I'm not as old as you think. I know you're older. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> oh well, whatever. Okay, yes, so uh, like uh, Yossi said, welcome to uh, jradio.com and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Itzy Erps. And... And me, Yossi the sidekick. <laughs> okay, so uh, what do we got going here? Well, first we got to remind everybody you're listening to jradio.com. Uh, okay, you're listening to jradio.com. And you can listen to us there, or you can listen to us live on the telephone by calling 712-432-4217, or you can listen to us live and follow the menu, and you can listen to us on archives at 718-506-9099. Okay. Are we going to clear our throats all night? No, no, no. It's just, you don't have to imitate everything I do. Well, you don't have to imitate everything I do. You'll see. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, um, as I always remind you, J Radio can definitely use your donations. It can definitely be considered, according to many, 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 many Rabbanim, as Tzedakah, because of what it does. Uh, so, J Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. That address again is 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Okay, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor or how to advertise on any of our shows or throughout the radio, whatever it is, uh, meaning the radio.com. No, 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 that was ages ago. Now what are we are? We are jradio.com. Okay, and so you can listen to us live on the telephone. Uh, you can listen to us live through a kosher internet. You can listen to the apps or whatever they call those things. Uh, and you can listen to us on the live or in the archives at the 718-506-9099 number. Okay, now that we got that settled... Uh, 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 don't forget, we never say that number at the end of the show that people call in. Which number? You know, the number that we're never supposed to say you don't like because everybody knows it already. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. You know I'm talking about the 718-683-5858. We're not supposed to say it because everybody knows that. Okay, so we won't say it. Okay, so now that we got that straightened down, of course, if you want to uh, text in, let's say you want to text in a story idea or a story that you have, you know, most of the information, at least that I could follow it up or, you know, use it or whatever, then by all means you can text it in to 347-927-8398. And, yes, that's the same number you text in if you want to sponsor or advertise. If you want more information, yes, that's the same number because when you text in and you uh, text in, you know, a story idea or a story itself that uh, may be good enough to be that I should say it on the radio, then, of course, no doubt about it. 
about it. There's no doubt about it that as the Shem, I would probably use it. Okay, so I've been using lately a lot of stories that were suggested by other people. Okay, and I'd like to thank you, Mindy. You know who you are. You know which Mindy you are, that you always send me some stories. Okay, I would also like to, at this moment, give a shout-out to Masha Nakanovsky. Whoever's listening there for Masha Nakanovsky, I just want to give a shout-out that Baruch Hashem, she has an opportunity, and she is enjoying a couple of weeks in Camp Hask, which is very good. Okay, and uh, now I would like to... Um, you would like to what? I would like to remind everybody that... I know, I know, I know. You want to remind everybody that if you're interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak, either for storytelling or for martial arts demonstration or for that very Hamish popular show called uh, Koyach Fundem Moyach. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hasidim say Koyach Fundem Moyach. Okay, but anyways, anyways, but Koyach Fundem Moyach, everybody gets the idea. Don't worry, don't worry. And of course, <laughs> in case you didn't know it yet, uh, Rabbi Erbs, you tell him. Yo, 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 yo. Ich rede ganz feiner Yiddish. Okay. Anyways, so I'd like to remind everybody, if you're interested in hiring me for either storytelling or for martial arts demonstration or for the Koyach of the Moyach, uh, then you can most certainly call 718-375-1294, and we'll give you all the information that's necessary. Uh, also, if you want to order any of Rabbi Yitzhak's story CDs, you know, um, you know, like, uh, you know, the, the, you know, you, you can call uh, 718-375-1294, and he would be, he would be more than happy uh, to, to either email you the updated list or, 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 or um, fax you the updated list. Yes, 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 yes. And also, Rabbi um, oh, Yes, of course. If you're interested in any uh, martial arts lessons or, or self-defense lessons or energy exercise lessons, uh, um, you know, then, of course, you can always call 718-375-1294. That number again is 718-375-1294. <coughs> that was very good. <clears throat> okay. Now, anyways, so as I was saying... Hey, we're going to tell about your, your new CD. Uh, that's correct. But I also was going to tell if anybody's interested in any artwork also. You know, I draw paintings, um, you know, you know, I, I do portraits and things, you know, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you give art lessons, right, 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 they want that, you know, yeah, you're right, if you want art lessons, or you're right, yeah, okay, okay, you, you said the number already. Yes, okay, now I want to move on and, uh, 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 tell them about your new CD. Oh, yes, okay. So I must remind you again, you know, the summer is getting closer and closer to the end. We're getting closer and closer to Labor Day, which sometime right after Labor Day when people start to come back from the country and from all the other camps, because some camps came back this week already. Uh, but most of them are coming back, I think, next week or whatever it is. But when everybody's back from the camps, when everybody's back from the bungalows, when everybody's back from wherever they're back from, so then, Be'ez Hashem, there will be that spectacular. A CD, a story CD with the one and only Rabbi Yitzhir. Yes, 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 yes. It be Hashem. It's gonna be a spectacular hit. It's a mamish. Everybody's been. Uh, I'll, I'll tell that. Baruch Hashem. You know, a lot of people are asking me. Besides coming out with my stories that I do, you know, digitally here and there, what am I gonna come out with? One that's done in a professional studio with all the special effects and everything, and so on and so forth. Well, the answer is now. <laughs> I have teamed up together with Rabbi Yossi Fromwitz from the famous Yufa Studios. He's an unbelievable engineer. You know that. Okay, so anyways, uh, there are a lot of people starting to use him more and more. Baruch Hashem. 
Okay, so now I just want to tell you that Bez Hashem, this CD will be an unbelievable CD. The story on it is phenomenal. I'm also on it a little bit, right? Uh, yes, you are a little bit on it, yes. Okay, and it's a fantastic story with a great, great lesson. Okay, and uh, it's a pretty, pretty, you know, you, 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 you'll get your money's worth, don't worry, and you'll definitely enjoy it, but I'm not releasing the name of the CD until it's ready to hit the stores. I hope it doesn't hit the stores too hard. Why not? Because then it'll break their window. Oh, you see. Sorry. <laughs> I can't, can't get that out of my system totally, okay? Yes, I know it is. Okay, so now I'd like to remind everybody that this show is sponsored as a Rafu Shalema for, um, uh, for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam. Once again, that name is Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sora Miriam for Rafu Shalema and for Peril Bas Chaya Rivka for Rafu Shalema also. Okay, now that we got that straightened out, did we miss anything? I don't know. I still have my nose. <laughs> I guess you didn't hit me. Yeah, see. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Okay, so anyways, I have a very, very interesting story today. Uh, it's a pretty long one, but I think we could get it in. If I don't interrupt, right? Uh, that's a pretty good assessment. Okay, so today's story is called The Banker. The Banker! This story took place around in the 1860s. This story took place around the 1860s. Yossi, what are you doing? Around my arms, what are you... Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I was just repeating you. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, like um, a little more oomph. Yossi, I'm telling the story now. But a lot of people like when I tell the story. Okay. All right. I'm holding the paper. Okay. Go ahead. Tell the story. Okay. This story happened around the 1860s. It happened in and happened in. Could I see that paper, please? Nope. I thought you knew the story. I can only know that if you give me the paper. I'm not giving you the paper. Why not? Because I want to tell the story this time. Oh, boy. Can I interrupt you then? <clears throat> like you're not going to? No, 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 if you don't want me to, because it's not Derek Harris. You know, we have a teamwork. I, you know, you teach me Derek Harris, and then and, and, and I, I help you uh, work on your savlonis, you know, <laughs> patience, you know. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, we'll play it by ear. Uh, uh, what kind of instrument should I play by ear? Just see. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm just in a good mood. So am I. Okay, here we go. The Banker. Years ago, around the 1860s, in the famous town of Sanz, which was in Austria-Hungary, which nowadays that location would be in Poland. And at that time, wait a minute, was in the 1860s, and he was in Sanz, and what are you mumbling over there? I just calculated. Uh, um, there was a big tzaddik that lived there around that time. That's true. Do you know who he is? Um, um, yeah, that one I know even without looking at a paper. Oh, really? Why? Because he told stories uh, with this Rebbe once before. Uh, that's true. And which Rebbe might that be? Ah, uh, the sons of Rebbe, you know, Rab Chaim Halberstam of sons, you know, known as the Divrei Chaim. That's right. You got that right. And nowadays, you know, uh, it, it broke off. I mean, well, it didn't broke off. It just, like, grew from his children and things like that. It became, you know, uh, uh, the sons Klosenberg uh, and the Bubba dynasties. They come from there. That's right. 
That's right. You know, it definitely did. It definitely came from there. And, uh, you know, it definitely came from there. No question about it. It most definitely did. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, 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 and and uh, uh, um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, oh yeah, it was a big tide. It could be around. That minus the one guy plus the two plus the two plus the two. Oh, he, 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 I think he was nifter at the age of 83. Mm-hmm. That's right. He was nifted at the age of 83. Okay. And do you know when he was a rebel from when to when? Uh, oh, he was a rebel from the time that he became the rebel until the time he was nifter. Very funny. And what years were that? Uh, during the time that, that he was. It was during those years. You see? Aha! So you don't know all of it. I can't. You're hiding the paper. Oh, okay. All right. So he was the Rebbe, the first Rebbe of Sons, uh, from the years of, are you ready? From 1830 to 1876. Wow, for 46 years. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, that's right. Okay, so this story happened there. One day, a person by the name of Shmule, he went over, and he came in to see the Heilige Tzadik, the Holy Tzadik. And he brought what they call a kavittel, a kavittel, 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 kavittel. Yes, I know what that is. Okay. So he brought in a kavittel, and the Rebbe was looking at it. Mm -hmm. I see. Very interesting. So it seems from here that you want to um, go on to Leipzig. Uh, yes, Rebbe, I, I want to go to Leipzig. And the reason you want to go to Leipzig? Uh, well, you know, uh, um, I'm a very specialist tailor, first eye. And, uh, uh, you know, um, I need a panus here because, you know, can I know my book is growing and everything. And, uh, you know, the thing is, um, uh, when I gonna go, twice, you know, Epistoten in, in, in the, in, you know, the, the country from Germany, you know, twice, you know, maybe I go to Leipzig, whatever it is I go. Anyways, when I go there, uh, you know what's gonna happen. Uh, they, they need tailors. And over there, they call those yidn over there yekes, you know what I mean? And uh, the yekes over there, uh, you know, how should I say? They're very perfectionistic, you know, everything has to be just right. And I'm a very good tailor, so, you know, I don't want to chas because, you know, I, I'm not going to brag chas v'sholem, you, know, you know that, you know. I'm a big guy, but I'm not going to do that. However, the, the Rebbe knows that I'm a very, very good tailor, and, and you know, and I, I really, when I learned the trade, I learned it very good, and I don't want to chas v'sholem take away business from anybody here. But I also need panosis for my misbuchas, so I was thinking of going there. But I have a little problem. Hmm. And what is your problem? My problem is, um, it, it's, it, it's uh, filled with yekis. There's no Hasidim over there. What should I do? Zorgzernist. You are very starke chosid. You can still be a starke chosid. If you go there, you'll have no problem. You'll have a tzlocher. But you know, you're right. There's not going to be any Hasidish Shtibel there. No Hasidish Shur. However, wherever you go, you're going to be Matzliach. Zog sich nicht. Wow, I got the Rebbe's brother. That's unusual. He's letting me go to a place and there's not going to be any Hasidim there except for me. <laughs> All right, you know, I'm going to be the only Stramelian that's going to be an entire shul over there. <laughs> All right, no, what I'm going to do, I'm going to go. 
And sure enough, this particular person, Shmulek, he went over and he gathered his family and he moved all the way to Germany. He moved all the way, <clears throat> all the way. And I believe, according to some, only some sources where I got the story from, it said it was near Leipzig, whatever, it's one of the cities in Germany. Anyways, he arrived there. He arranged, uh, you know, earlier to have a, an apartment and everything. You know, it wasn't an apartment like apartment buildings nowadays, you know. But anyways, so he was there, and he settled in, and he opened up shop. And Baruch Hashem, he was Matzliach. He didn't become no Mr. Rich, Rich, Rich guy, but, you know, he was making a panasa. And he came into shul in the morning. Ah, let's see now. This looks like a nice shul over here. Wow. There's not one safer that's on a table that doesn't belong there. Only sforum that are out on a table or by uh, one of those standers is, is, is by somebody who's using it. Unbelievable. Wow, look at the shul, how clean it is. <laughs> and I know how that poor, 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 poor. All right, no, no, I'm going to come in here and uh, let's see. Uh, and Shulik, may I excuse me? Yeah, is there something that I can do for you? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I would like to know, you see, I moved into the neighborhood, you know, and I opened up a tailor shop, advice, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like this. Very nice. So you have, uh, how you call it, a, uh, yeah, a tailor shop. You know, you need a custom-made suit. I, I'm the person for this, you know. You know that we Yekis, you know, are very precise, you know. Everything has to be just right. Yeah, yeah, I know that, and, and that's why, even though I'm a Hasidish guy, <laughs> but I, I'm one of those kind of guys that, you know, like, I'm probably like a Yeki in a Hasidish body, you know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I just wanted to know, you know, I came early before Shachat. Yeah, we all do that. Yeah, I notice everybody's here already, but there's like a, a, a seat right next to you on this bench. It seems to be empty. Um, you know, um, I need a little mockum cavoy, you know. I, I don't want to have a one day here, a one day there, a one day there, a one day there. You know, it's a very wichtig thing, you know. Aha, that's right. It's very important that somebody has a mockum cavoy because, you know, if you have a mockum cavoy, then, of course, your tefillas are answered much more, you understand. I've learned this from Avram Avinu. Even when he traveled, when he came back, he always went to Darwin in the same places. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 you're right. 100%. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. However, what am I supposed to do now? Is, uh, you know, I, I mean, actually, I wanted to ask you, then I'll know what I'm supposed to do now. Yeah, what is this? Well, um, you see, um, uh, by the way, Shulam my name is Shmulek. What's your name? Ah... My name is uh, Avroham. Avroham. <laughs> In my place, uh, we call a lot of people by the name Avroham, we call him Avremel, you know, Matayidish Atam, you know, a nice, nice ring to it. Avremel? Hmm. All right, you can call me Avremel. It's very nice. And, uh, um, 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 what was the question you wanted to ask me? Because I really want to put on my talus and twillin, and I want to get ready, because we here, when it comes to Zaman, we start on time. Uh, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Um, 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 what's the reason there's so many doors over here? I mean, what's the matter? One or two doors is not enough? 
Don't you know that your kids, they come always on time. Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe some of us Hasidim should learn that. <laughs> just a little joke, just a little joke. Anyway, I want to know, you see that, I see that spot on the bench over there is empty. Uh, is it right if I sit there? Oh, yeah, you could sit there. There's absolutely no one that sits there. There's nobody's place. As a matter of fact, I notice it's the only place that's empty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you want to sit there? Go right ahead and make that you're welcome, Kabur. Uh, thank you very much. And so that's exactly what he did. So Shmulek, he went over and he davened in this same shul. He didn't want to go jump from one shul to another. I mean, what's the difference? You know, he realized that there's no Hasid shul there. So he picked one particular shul and he davened there. But he didn't have that much to do with Avremo, who happened to be a banker. But he didn't know that. Uh, you know, he just basically, he saw him in the morning when he went to Shacharis. He saw him, uh, when, you know, when he came to Minchem And that's about it, basically. And he saw him on Shabbos, too, of course. But, you know, he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't those kind of guys that went and, uh, <clears throat> um, like Shmulek, uh, pretend that you would be one of those type of guys that, Ah, yeah, Aleichem, me, how, tell me, how is the wife and the children? How's everything? How's Panusha? Is everything good? Very nice. However, is that he noticed that I, Avremel, is a very quiet, reserved person. I only speak when I have to. So therefore, I'm not one of those people that would answer him and say, Yes, Hashem. the wife and the children are great. Oh, we had a birthday for my older son yesterday. Who's going to soon be by mitzvah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one second. If he had a birthday, how's he soon going to be by mitzvah? Uh, next year is going to be bar mitzvah. We are kids, you know, we're very precise. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But this also has to be precise. You know, when it comes to boy is 13 years old, he becomes bar mitzvah no matter what. You know what I mean? Okay, anyways, uh, um, so Rabbi Erfs, how are we playing the roles? Uh, you're playing the roles just like, you know, every morning you say, ah, good morning, hello, how are you? And he's going to do the same thing, and it's just, just going to be, uh, you know, a simple, fast conversation. Ah, uh, okay. All right, uh, tomorrow we're going to start from there. Okay, take it away. And so the days went on, routine. And in the morning, you know, when Shmulek got there on time, now Shmulek realized if he wants to be on time for davening, he has to be on time for davening. So he would come in, and he would get early, and he would see Avremel, and he would say, uh, uh, Good morning, Avremel. Good morning. How are you? And Avremel, Avremel, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, sorry, I'll wait for you to finish putting on your towels and fill them. Go ahead. <laughs> Get it on? Uh, 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 he has it on already. Oh, okay. Uh, Avremel? Ah, uh, 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 good morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? Okay, time to dive now. I must prepare myself. Uh, 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 we'll speak some other time. And this would be the daily routine. Day after day, they would come and just say hello, goodbye, hello, goodbye, Shabbos, Agitin Shabbos, Agutin Shabbos, and so on and so forth. That was their daily routine. And that would go on for a few years. Then one day, Shmuley comes into the shul in the morning. 
I'm so happy. I'm very sympathetic. Imagine I'm here already over a month and a half, and can I have a pop, pop, pop? I am doing good with, with the business, you know. I grew up to the Irish there, thank God, you know, you know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, I like the places over here, and the people are nice to me, even though I'm Hasidic. <laughs> Only Stramel guy in the whole school. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, I get Morgan Avramel. I get Morgan. Uh, Avramel, is something wrong with your throat? Nine. Why are you talking like. Nah. You look so sad. Sigunish is nothing. Don't worry. But I am worried. I'm a warm chusid, you understand? A warm chusid means a warm chusid. And I care about everybody. You know, all the other times I say good morning and you always say, Ah, good morning! And today, I don't say something is wrong. <coughs> Something's bothering you? You, you? Maybe I can help you. Nine. There's nothing that you could do to help me. I have my own problem. Nothing to worry about. There's nothing you could do about it. Uh, maybe I can. Uh, no, you can't. Yes, I can. You never know. Hashem is born. Maybe that the whole reason I came to this town, you know, that I find the job here, was just to help you. Just to be a shliach of Hashem. Yeah, that's possible, but I don't see how, because you're just a tailor. Yeah, and I'm tailor. I'm, I'm, I'm a tailor, and I could... Just custom tailor whatever your problem is. No, 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 not this problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, oh, not so loud. You're going to disturb the davening, even though it didn't start yet. Okay, so what we going to do? Maybe, you know, may, you know what? Um, tell me, where you work? <laughs> where I work? I am a banker. Yes, haven't you realized that the place where you've been deposited your money... Is in my bank. Really? Oh, oh, but you're behind the, in the office there. That's why I never see you. That's right. Anyways, you know what? If you really, really insist, I insist, and you insist that you think you can help me, I do. Then here's what I want from you. Yes, what is it? Uh, leave me alone. No, 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 no. I'm not going to leave you alone. I want to help you. All right, all right. I see that if I don't talk to you, you're not going to stop bothering me. All right, all right. <laughs> Let me think what I'm going to do. Okay, listen what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to work after I eat breakfast. So about, um, I would say, exactly one hour after davening and 32 and a half seconds, you come to my bank. And then you tell him you're here to see Avramel, or actually they know me as Avraham, and uh, you will come there, and, and they will let you into me. And then I will tell you what my problem is, and then we'll see if you can really help me, because I pretty much doubt it. You understand? Uh, okay, you pretty much doubt it. You know, uh, one of the things that us Hasidim have, it's called Amun uh, Avrachomim. You first eyes, you understand what this means? You know, we trust in our Chachomim, and we have Amun in Hashem Yisborah, and we're talking in Hashem, you understand? But sometimes we realize that we people 
uh, 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 you know, not so great, and we need a little help. You understand what I mean? So therefore, we go to a tzaddik and we spell or we ask him to daven for us. You know, it's not that we don't trust Hashem. Of course, we trust Hashem, but we feel that we're not great enough that Hashem is going to listen to us. But a tzaddik's feeling is greater than us. So therefore, Hashem will listen to him. And therefore, uh, uh, listen, I don't have time now. We have to start davening. You tell me whatever you want to tell me, whatever you think you're trying to tell me. You tell me when we meet. Remember, exactly one hour and 33 and a half seconds after uh, <laughs> we finished davening. Yeah, exactly. 33 and a half. How does she know a half a second? I say, yucky, what's that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Of course, I, I understand now. And so, sure enough, the clock was ticking away. And finally, it was approximately... Well, I shouldn't say approximately because it's a yucky town, so therefore it was exactly that one hour and 33 and a half seconds. And there he was at the bank. All right, I'm right here. I'm looking at my watch. It's one hour, 33 and a half seconds. Okay, I'm going in. Uh, hello there. Excuse me. I, I'm here to see Avruhum. to see. Avraham? Hmm. I'll see if he wants to see you. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me that uh, Hasid Shayid is here? Yeah, he's here. Uh, let him in, let him in. Alright, so Avraham will see you. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm gonna go in. Boy, they, they talk from this position. Okay. Anyways, let me go inside. Come in. The door is open. And that's a good idea, because I wouldn't be able to come in if the door was closed. Okay, I'm inside. All right. Here I go. Uh, have a seat. No, I have plenty of seats at home. No, 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 no. I mean, sit down. Uh, uh, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> Sorry, a little nervous. I'm, wow, you have a fancy office. Woohoo! My tailor shop is not as fancy as this. Wow, 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 wow. Unbelievable. Woo! It's a nice place. Instead of talking about that, you know, my time is very precious. Oh, yeah, everybody's time should be precious. <laughs> we should start to realize that, you know. <laughs> okay, anyways, get down to the basics, okay. So I'm here, and I'm, I'm, I'm a fellow yid, you know, even though we don't know each other so much, except hello, goodbye, shalom aleichem, you know. I don't know, but you know, but I'm a yid, and I have a heart, and I have a chusit, and I have a warm heart, you know, first eyes. So therefore, I understand what I'm saying. So therefore, I'm, I want to know your problem, because if maybe uh, two things will happen. If I can't help you, at least you will know uh, how you Say, get rid of a big burden, you know what I mean? Lower your burden, you know, so this way it won't bother you so much in the heart. On the other hand, maybe I could help you. <laughs> sure, all right, I'm going to try. I just cannot believe that you'd be able to help me, all right? Hey, you have to have a little bit talking. Yeah, but we were talking before you said in Sadiqim. You just look like a regular, ordinary Jew. Ah, oh, you never know, you never know. Anyways, go ahead. Tell me what the problem is. All right. You know, I'm a banker. No kidding. I would never know by the place, you know. Ah, come on, stop the jokes. I'm just trying to lighten you up. I want you to laugh a little bit. You can't walk around with a sad face all the time. You know, Mitzvah, get oil, ali, oil, pethimcha, ali, oil, pethimcha, to me. Yee-hee! Please, do not dance around. You'll make things fall off the shelves. All right, I forgot. Everything has to be precision. Yeah. Okay, anyways. 
So you have to be a little happy, okay? Because Alts is men Shemaim, you understand that? Everything comes from Hashem and Shemaim. Nothing happens without him. So, now, what's the problem? All right. As I was saying, uh, I am a banker. Okay, I got that part established already, yeah? And uh, you know how a bank makes its money? And by stealing everyone else's money? No! It's the mass of it's you. An honest deed. Now, let me tell you what we do. People don't want to keep their money under the mattress because a gunner will come inside and steal it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because, you know, mattresses are not comfortable when you sleep on top of money. You know, it's very hard. It's very rough, you know. Yeah, yeah, they, maybe they should put it in a pillow. No, no, that wouldn't be good either. Uh, you know, they could stuff it in the coffee jar. No, but then in the middle of the night, if somebody wakes up and he's hungry, he might eat a dollar bill instead of the coffee. Ah, uh, yeah, anyways, no, 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 the point is, well, anyways... People want to, to be able to, uh, people want to, how should I say, what they want to do is they want to keep the money safe. So a bank has a gigantic safe. Yeah, uh, okay. Oh, I almost talk like you. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so what happened here? Yeah. So the people keep their money here. They have what they call a bank account. Now, we rely on the fact that not everybody's going to put money in and take it out right away. Okay. Uh, 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 because because people save money for special occasions, like if they're making a hustle or something like that, or they're going to buy a house. Or in the future, when cars are invented, they'll buy a car. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, listen. The meanwhile, I want you to understand that the bank has the right to take the money and invest it. Invest it? Put it in a vest? Ah, it, uh, maybe the mattress is better than putting it in a vest. Not invest, invest. What do you mean? It's n uh, oh, you put it outside the vest so everybody could see it? Nine! We don't put it outside the vest. We don't put it inside the vest. We invest. Wait a minute. You're getting me confused. Do you put the money in a vest or you don't put in the money in the vest? No, we invest the money. And second, you invest, you put the money in the vest. I don't get it. Nine, nine, nine. We, um, 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 uh. Rabbi Herbs, you know, you're really good tonight. What do you mean I'm really good tonight? What what were you trying to say? Well, we have some special guests here, and it's pretty hard for them to hold their laughter back. <laughs> well, uh, I'm pretty impressed. What are you impressed about? They can't hold their laughter back, but you were quiet. Because <laughs> I never heard this story before. <laughs> Neither did I. You're making it up as you go along? No, 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 no. I, I heard the story. I mean, I mean, I, I I got the story. You know what I mean? But it's definitely the first time I'm telling it. That's for sure. Oh wow! Go ahead. Is it all right for them to laugh? Yeah, yeah. It's okay for them to laugh. Okay, you could laugh. Okay. Okay. That rubber said you could laugh if you have to. Okay, you don't have to hold it back. Okay. <clears throat> and the microphone picks you up and laughing. It's okay. Don't worry. <clears throat> all right. Uh, now where was we? Uh, you should know. You're a yucky. You know exactly what you're up to. Yeah, that's right. No, anyways, when I say invest, I don't mean invest in a vest. I mean to invest. That means you take some money and you uh, buy a business or you buy things and you sell them for a profit. So this way, that's how the bank makes money. Because if the bank only took money and saved your money and did nothing with the money, then how would the bank make money? And I always wondered about that. It's a good question. So that's what they do. So uh, they take the money, they put it in a vest, 
and then they sell the vest. Oh, that would be a nice profit because whoever bought that vest would get a lot of money. Nine, you don't understand yet. Are you going to try to tell me? I'm trying to tell you. I'm just kidding around with you. I'm spilling with you. You what? I I'm playing around, you know? <laughs> I just, I'm trying to get you to laugh. You look so sad this morning. I know what the bank does. The bank takes money and puts it in a safe and nobody's going to take the money right away. So what you end up doing is you take the money, you have the right because people sign these papers and, and you invest with the money and hopefully the bank makes money. So what's the problem? You're doing a good job, no? I was until, 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 until what? Until you stop interrupting me. And that's my job. What are you doing over here? Uh, 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 he's in the story. You're watching and listening to the story. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, this is very hard for me to keep quiet, but I am because I never heard this story before. Where'd you get this story from? Uh, right now, we don't have time to talk about it. Meantime, let's go weiter. All right, uh, continue. And what happened was is I made some investments. And the problem is the investments turned sour. Uh, oh, I know what's going to come next. I can just hear him doing it now. So let me get this straight. Uh, me, Shmulek, if I heard right, you invested money and your business investment turned sour. Why do you buy so much milk at one time? I, I did not buy milk. And finally, after an hour or so, he explained, and of course, Shmulek understood. But Shmulek tried to explain to me, really understood from the start. But he just tried to lighten him up because, you know, everything comes from Shemayim and you just can't be sad all the time. So what happened was is Shmulek now got a little serious. All right, all right, I see you have a serious problem. So I'm going to give you a serious answer. You know, I know you're Yaki, and Yaki's have their kind of rabonim. But, uh, you know, I'm a Hoshet, and I have my kind of rabonim, you know, Hasidish Rebbe. Anyways, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that come to my hometown, richest sons, you understand? And in sons, there's a great tzaddik, Rab Chaim, Rab Chaim, Halberstam! I didn't ask you, Yossi. I know, but in the story, I have to make believe like I'm thinking, you know? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you better be. Rabbi, can you control that little kid? I'll try, okay, don't worry. Okay. Anyway, so uh, the Heidegger Tzaddik, Rab Chaim's sons, uh, you know, which his name is really Rab Chaim Halberstam, and it is the sons of Rabbi, also known as the Divrei Chaim after the big sefer that he wrote, you know. Anyway, so he, he was a very, very big uh, rabbi, uh, and, and he, I mean, he is a big rabbi, you know what I mean? Uh, and, and, and what I'm saying is that um, um, he could help you, maybe, you know what I mean? <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but right now, let me tell you something. My problem is... I don't have even money to be able to travel all the way to Sanz. Do you understand that? And soon, what will happen if somebody comes to me and asks to take out some money from the bank? Right now, I don't even have anything to cover anything. I'm almost poor. I'm so ashamed. I cannot say anything to anyone. So what should I do? Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, you could send a letter. A letter? Sure, 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 sure. Don't worry. He reads letters. Don't worry. You write a letter. And you send it the fastest way with the Pony Express race, whatever it is, it'll give you a posse, you know what I mean? And you send it as fast as you can, and everything's gonna be good. All right. You know something. But I'm not really a Hussid. I'm a Yaki. I know, I know, I know. But what you got to lose, eh? All right. I have nothing to lose. All right, I write the letter. And so, sure enough, the Hasidic guy, Shmulek, convinced Avremo, known as Avrom, to write this letter. 
and a week passed by. Two weeks passed by, and the mail was not like nowadays. And, uh, you know, because they didn't have trucks, you know, to go... They didn't have these things, you know, and they couldn't go... You know, so they didn't have those trucks and things like that. So, but instead they had little horses. They had those things, and, uh, you know, eventually the mail got to uh, the Chayasans, and then about three weeks later, suddenly... Shmulek looks at the face in the morning of Avramov. I can't believe it. Your rabbi answered me. Do you know what he did? And not really, unless you want to tell me. What did he do? Well, take a look at this letter. Do you see the letter? Ah, uh, um, yeah. Uh, what about it? Read the letter. Oh, okay. Um, I'm hereby lending you... 3,468 zlatis. Wow, that's a lot of money. But why did he get a number 3,468? I have no idea how he come to that number. 3,468. Okay, it must be... I, I, I guess that's the amount of money that he was able to raise. And, and what about it? Well, look what he says. Read further. Oh, okay, read further. Uh, it says that he's lending me the money and... He does not need the money back right away. When he needs the money, he will call you. Of course, there's no telephone now at times, you know, so he's not going to call the telephone. So what he's going to do is what? Well, he's going to uh, probably send me a letter and tell me that he wants the money back. But look, even though I need more money, but this is enough to start. I could, you know, reinvest things and, and restart my bank better than, than ever before. All right, see, the rabbi was able to help you. See, you have to have a moon sadikim, you know what I mean? Okay, good. Zagas and see your twillers, your own twillers didn't seem to help, but uh, Charlie's twiller had a little like, extra zing. <laughs> okay, good, good, Baruch Hashem. And so, as time went on, this person of Ramel eventually became rich once again. The bank was flourishing, and no one ever knew that there was a time that if they went into that bank and tried to take out their money, they would never be able to because there was nothing there. But everything went on, and the years would go on, and gradually, Avramo, known as Abraham, he forgot all about it. He mamish forgot. And I'm telling you when I say forgot, I mean he literally forgot all about it. Meaning, you know, he forgot about the loan because the Rebbe never asked for the money back yet. And uh, years were going by, 10 years, 12 years, and Avramel was getting a stickle older. And one night, one night, it was sometime after 1876. But Rabbi Erbs, wasn't that after, like, the sons of Rebbe was nifter? Shh, quiet. Don't give away secrets, okay? Oh, okay. So it was sometime after, the, like, 1876. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, let me tell you what happened. That night, when it was destined to be, Avremel went to sleep. Exactly the same time like he always does. Exactly the same way he always does. Exactly, exactly like a yucky does. Okay, no, 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 what happened next? Ah, yes, so let me tell you what happened next. Avramela was sleeping away. You mean like he was snoring, he was going... 
He started to feel strange. He had a kind of strange dream. And in the dream, he saw a man, an older man with a long beard. And this person came over in the dream to Avramel and said, Avramel. Avremel, I am Rab Chaim Halberstam, the son's Rebbe, and I told you, when I am ready, I will ask you back for the money. And guess what? I am ready. I am ready. I am ready. And all of a sudden, when he woke up in the morning, Ah, what kind of crazy dreams did I have last night? Oh, crazy. I never had... I don't understand this. You know, what can I tell you? All right, no, no. And, of course, he went about his day, and he forgot all about the dream. But that night, meaning the next night, the dream came again. And the sons of Rebbe asked him back for the money. And it went on and on. After a week of having the same dream, suddenly... Avramel started to remember something. You know, many years ago when I had a problem, I asked Shmulek and he gave me some help in coming back to me. Maybe this crazy dream, maybe you can help me out. Okay, I mean, I do remember. I, uh, Well, he lent me the money, but uh, I don't even know where and how. Uh, You know, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Shmulek. Yes, what is it? Uh, Shmulek. I had a strange dream. Yeah? <laughs> this is good. Tell me what the dream was. Well, I dreamt about that the son's rebbe came to me and he wanted back the money that he loaned me so many years ago. <laughs> Why are you jumping and getting hysterical? What did I say wrong? I, the man loaned me money years ago and he wants the money back. But it's strange that he comes to me in a dream. You don't understand. You don't understand. I understand. First, I thought it was a crazy dream, but now I realize night after night after night I'm getting the same dream. There must be a reason. Uh, yeah, there is a reason. I mean, I don't know the reason yet, but uh, it's not possible that he himself came to you. What are you talking about? I saw him. And he described how Rab Chaim's sons looked. And Smulek realized, you're right. There's no way that you know what he looks like if you never went to sons. And you describe him to the letter, to the T, Mamish, every detail of him. Yeah, straight down to his pious and everything. You know, I, you know why I'm in shock? Why are you in shock? Because the Heiliger Sons Rebbe is not living anymore. What? Oh, now you're in shock. What's going on here? I, for one second. So how could he ask me back for some money? I don't know. Why don't you listen to the next dream and try not to wake up until the dream is over? All right, I'll try. And so the nat- that night, that very same night when he went to sleep, he had the dream again when the sons of Rebbe said, Listen to me. In Hungary, I have a son, Reb Shulam Leiser. Reb Shulam Leiser is a wonderful person. He is the Heilige Ratzfurt Rebbe. You had to go there. 
He's making a chasana for his daughter. What you are to do is you are going to go over. Now I'm sure. Uh, wait a second. Uh, uh, Rabbi Herbs, you're giving me the wrong lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> you're a Heiliger Rebbe, and um, I, 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 I shouldn't be uh, doing that. But uh, um, um, but uh, let's see. Um, um, let me look at my notes and see. Uh, he has a son, and Raz remember some things. Oh, yeah, 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 Let's start again. Rewind, please. All right, I'll rewind. Okay, take it away. All right. Listen to me, Avremo. I have a son that lives in Ratzfeld in Hungary. And his name is Shulam Leiser. He is making a chasne for his daughter. And you have to ask him about it. And you have to pay every penny that he needs. And that's how you pay me back the loan. Uh, okay, there's Hashem. I'm going to do that. And when he woke up, he told Shmulek. And Shmulek said, well, there's only one thing for you to do. Go travel to Hungary and find Ratzfeld. And so the banker, he traveled all the way to Ratzfeld. And when he came to Ratzfeld, he asked around, and he came to Rabbi, <clears throat> the famous tzaddik in his own right, Rabbi Sholem Eliezer, which is known as Sholem Leizer, who lived to be about the age of 80. And he probably would have lived longer, but Hashem had his reasons for taking him away. During the years of the Holocaust, he was nifter. He actually, I should say, he was murdered. But, it, you know, he was nifter in 1944 by the Nazis. Um, anyways, but he had pretty long life to live to 80. Anyhow, going back, let's continue. How are you? Strange. A Jew from Germany coming here. What purpose would you want to see a Hasidic Rebbe? Well, the story is like this. I heard that you are making a wedding. Is that right? You're making a Hasna? Yes, I am. Why are you asking? Well, you see, um, 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 don't ask questions for now. All I need from you is that you should tell me uh, exactly how much money you need for your expenses. What? I don't understand. It's very simple. Just tell me. Your, your, your daughter needs a dress? Uh, yes. You need an Ardengeld? Yes. Uh, you need to pay for uh, the food? Yes. And he went on and on through the list. And then finally, he looks and he says, All right, and what is the total now? Um, I don't know. I just gave you figures. All right, give me a second. I mean, I'm a banker, so I know how to do this very quick. Okay, it comes out to 3,000. Oh, you didn't tell me something. Um, oh, yes. Neshabi Schaefer broke And finally, he told Every single expense. And it came out to the exact total that was lent by the Heiliger of Chaim's sons. $3,468. Or those times, latis, or whatever the money was in Hungary, whatever. Anyhow, 
the point was. Now, it was Rab Shulam Lazer's turn to ask questions. And Shulik me excuse me, but now it's my turn to ask questions if you don't want me to. Why are you paying me all this money? And how on earth did you know about my making a chasna all the way there in Germany? Uh, well, um, okay, I'm going to tell you. You see, here, take a look at the star that I got in the mail uh, many years ago. And he read the star. And he saw that it was his father's handwriting. And he saw that his father lent him exactly 3468 or whatever the money was, lotus at that time. And he lent it to him, Anat and I, that whenever he wants it back, he should give it back. And now he wanted it back, and he said in the dream to give it to his son, Sholem Lazer. And Sholem Lazer saw that. He realized the greatness of his father that all that he thought all those years that he had Ruch HaKodesh, but his father like, made like he didn't, he really did. There's no other way that he could know. And this here, Banker realized, and especially when he came back and told Shmulek the whole story of what the end was, Shmulek and the Banker realized that the Rav Chaim's sons had such Ruch HaKodesh that when he sent Shmulek to be uh, you know, a tailor in Leipzig, it was a good reason for it. It was a Maisa Hashkocha. So he could connect with Avremo, who would eventually need money from Rechaim's sons, who eventually, when Rechaim's sons was not living anymore, he'd be able to give that money to him and through this banker. Wow, Rabbi Yev, did you ever see me this quiet in a story before? Well, usually only when it's a story um, that... <laughs> We don't uh, usually, uh, how should I say, that we uh, don't uh, usually... Uh, you mean like a new story, like a, like a one that I never heard, so or, or a story that I, uh, is really exciting and then I'm so into it that I don't have a chance to interrupt? Yes, yeah, sort of. Okay, so I guess uh, maybe we can take some phone calls, okay? Uh, we'll take some phone calls. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get you in also soon. Okay, so uh, do we have some time for some phone calls? Okay, let's take some phone calls in. Hello, you're on the ear. What's your name? And what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello. Yes, you're on the ear. Me? Yes, you. What's my name, it? My name is Eliyahu Mordechayev. Yes. And my lesson is that I should always have a moon of Chachamim. That's correct. You got that right. Thanks for calling in. Very good. Make sure you're practicing. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Okay. Hello, you're on the ear. What's your name? And what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Oh, so I guess you heard the shout out. <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, right. okay, very good. I hope okay, you had a so hope you had a great time. Okay. Okay, so right, tell me the so two lessons because the switchboard two, is lit up. Have a Musa Khamen right. and number one, drum roll. Okay. And okay, yeah. Um always give to Daka. Thank you. Very good, See you okay. Mr. Great. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? What lesson did you learn in tonight's story? Me? Yes, you. Uh, sure. Miss Bell, um, you should always have Mariska Khamen, and you should always give Daka, and um, you should always, you know, think of a person that they have, um, that they're always special. Very good. Excellent. Beautiful. Okay. Thanks a lot. 
Okay, we're going to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Moshe Nahum. Moshe Nahum. Ah, your father's the one that speaks on jroot.com, right? Jroot.com? All right, good. Okay, so what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Um, that you should always have a Munas Chachamim and that, um... That what? Uh, You're getting nervous on the <laughs> studio telephone? <laughs> okay, so we'll let your brother talk. Go ahead. Tell us your first name. Yahushua. Yahushua. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? That if another Jew needs help, you should always try to help him. Excellent. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Okay, now we'll go to the next caller. Do we have a time for the next caller? Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? What lesson you learned tonight's story? Adina. Adina. Okay, what lesson you learned tonight's story? Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, we have time for another one. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson you learned tonight's story? Ah, Ruben. Good to hear from you again. Okay, so what lesson you learned tonight's story? You should always tell somebody your problems, and you should always pour your heart out to somebody. And also, you should have a moon or a problem. Excellent. Yes, one second. Yassi, are you there? Um, okay. Well, such a nice boy, Ruben. Okay, I'll talk to you. Okay, hello. How are you? Good. Good. Baruch Hashem. That's great to hear. Wow. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Did you notice that? It was such a great story. I, I even was pretty quiet tonight. Did you notice that? I see. You there? Uh, I, oh, yeah, I realized that. Yeah, that's right. Okay, anyways. Uh, oh, our switchboard is lit up. Anything else you want to ask me before we go to the next caller? Um, have a good night. Okay, you too, and have a wonderful Shabbos, okay? Bye-bye. Okay, do we have time to take any more calls? Yes? Okay, we'll take another call. Well, that call we won't take. Okay. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name? Or a lesson you learned tonight's story. My name is Yanti. Yeah. And I learned you should always listen to a rabbi. Very good. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, and I think that's all the time we have. We're out of time. So until next week, everybody have a wonderful week and a wonderful Shabbos. And until then, goodbye, goodbye. For an unparalleled Jewish radio experience, tune into J Root Radio. If your child has been given a diagnosis of ADHD, they may be suffering from undetected sleep apnea. This is Dr. Simcha Cohen, and I'd like to tell you, before you begin the long and difficult journey of ADHD and medication, you owe it to your child to rule out sleep disorders which have the same identifying yes. symptoms. Call Child Sleep today, 718-336-8000. It's the first and the right step for your child before you go into a lifetime of ADHD and medication.